Sometimes going to the grocery store can be chaotic. There doesn't seem to be enough time to check the list, make sure everything is there, search for the best prices, and take the time to make sure you get the best quality meat. So let ButcherBox help you out. Giving you peace of mind, ButcherBox delivers high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust straight to your door. No grocery carts required. Humanely raised, no antibiotics or hormones, 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free, what more can you ask for? What about free shipping, customized box plans, exclusive member deals, recipe inspirations, tips, and tricks? You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Today's podcast is brought to you by newspapers.com, the ultimate destination for exploring the mysteries of the past. If you're fascinated by true crime, get ready to dive into the stories that made headlines. Newspapers.com offers a billion pages of historical newspapers from the U.S. and beyond, and you can search the entire collection in seconds. Their vast newspaper collection is a goldmine for eyewitness accounts, crime scene photos, news reports, and more. Whether you're interested in famous crimes or long-forgotten cases, Newspapers.com gives you a front-row seat to more than 300 years of history. For our listeners, Newspapers.com has a special offer. Use the code CUPOFMURDER for an exclusive 20% discount on your subscription. That's promo code CUPOFMURDER at Newspapers.com. Sign up today and start unraveling the true crime mysteries that keep you up at night. There were two more murders 15 miles away. There are a number of factors at play when it comes to a murderer. Sometimes it's the life they lead that pushes them to make rash decisions or the people they surround themselves with. On October 9, 1926, a woman was born who would, after a series of setbacks and making all the wrong friends, murder the man she claimed she loved. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Ruth Ellis, born October 9, 1926, had a little bit of a rough start. She left school in Bassingstoke at just 14 years old and began working as a waitress to help support her family. Shortly after, they moved to London, and by 1944, when she was just 17 years old, Ruth got pregnant by a married Canadian soldier who went back home to his family, sent support money for about a year after their son was born, and then ceased all contact. The boy eventually went to live with her mother. Throughout the rest of her teens, Ruth worked in London nightclubs as a hostess, a job she got through nude modeling work. This, according to sources, led to a chaotic life filled with booze, parties, and men. Her own boss at the court club on Duke Street blackmailed his hostesses into sleeping with him. By 1950, she was making money as a sex worker, got pregnant by one of her regular clients, and had her pregnancy illegally terminated in her third month so she could return back to work as soon as possible. Shortly after that, she met a man named George Johnston Ellis, a divorced dentist with two sons and a regular customer at the club, and the two married on November 8, 1950 at the register office. 
He was also a violent, jealous, possessive alcoholic, and the marriage deteriorated pretty soon after it began. Ruth left him on several occasions, but always seemed to come back. It was during one of those times that she got pregnant with her daughter named Georgina, but he refused to acknowledge her paternity, and the pair later finally divorced. Now a single mother, Ruth went back to sex work to make ends meet, but soon worked her way up and became a manager at the Little Club in Knightsbridge. She enjoyed her new life, the lavish gifts, the celebrity friends, and the new admirers she met. One of these admirers was a race car driver named David Blakely. David was a mild-mannered party guy who loved to drink and had a thing for Ruth. The problem was, he was already engaged to another woman, and soon after they started their affair, Ruth became pregnant for a fourth time and had her second abortion. She felt she could not reciprocate his level of commitment when it came to their relationship. And as their relationship continued, Ruth began seeing other men, and David became more and more violent. She met a man named Desmond Cusson, a former RAF pilot turned businessman, and when she was eventually fired from her job at the club and lost the apartment right above it, he offered her a place to live. In 1955, David offered to marry Ruth after they got pregnant again, but shortly after she consented, he punched her in the stomach during an argument and caused a miscarriage. All of this violence, drama, and passion led to a fatal day in 1955 when Ruth had finally had enough. On April 10th, 1955, Ruth took a taxi from Desmond's apartment to an acquaintance's home where she thought David Blakely might be. When she showed up, she saw David's car drive away. She paid her taxi and walked the quarter of a mile to the Magdala, a public house in South Hill Park. Outside was David's car. At around 9.30 p.m., David and his friend Clive Gundler emerged from the building and walked right past Ruth, who was waiting for him on the sidewalk. When he walked by, Ruth stepped out, said, hello, David, and when he ignored her, she shouted his name. As he searched for his keys, trying to ignore the woman he claimed to love, she pulled out a 38 caliber Smith & Wesson revolver from her purse and fired five shots. The first missed, and David attempted to flee, but she pursued him and fired a second, which sent him to the pavement. She then stood over him and fired three more shots. Those standing nearby would later testify that the dazed woman continued to pull the trigger as several distinct clicks could be heard before she fired the sixth and final shot into the ground which ricocheted off the road and injured a bystander. She then calmly looked at David's friend and said, Will you call the police, Clive? She was immediately arrested by an off-duty officer. As he took the gun from her and put it in his coat pocket, she said, I am guilty. I am a little confused before being taken to the Hampstead police station where she gave a detailed confession and was charged with murder. After examinations proved no sign of mental illness, Ruth Ellis was brought to trial on June 20th, 1955. When answering the only question posed to her, when you fired the revolver at close range into the body of David Blakely, what did you intend to do? She replied, it's obvious when I shot him, I intended to kill him. With that, her fate was sealed. It took the jury only 20 minutes to convict her, and she was sentenced to death. She told her family she did not want to petition for a reprieve, but they tried anyway with no luck. She then dismissed her lawyer and hired the men who helped her obtain her divorce to get her will in order. When the new lawyers asked the old one what they needed to know to try and help her, he told them to ask where she got the gun. 
They pressed her, and after she made them promise they would not use the information to secure a reprieve, she gave a very different story from her initial confession. She revealed that she and Desmond's cousin had been drinking for most of the weekend, that Desmond gave her the gun, took her to shooting practice, and even drove her to the murder scene. He essentially put a live grenade into the hands of a battered and volatile woman and set her free. The lawyers attempted to use this information to halt her execution, but it was determined that Ruth, who actually pulled the trigger, was far more guilty than Desmond. Just before heading to the gallows, Ruth wrote a letter to David's parents, saying, I have always loved your son, and I shall die still loving him. On July 13, 1955, Ruth became the last woman to be hanged in the United Kingdom. And with her death came widespread controversy, many questioning capital punishment's place in the 20th century. So in a twist of irony, her death and the uproar that followed played a key role in the abolishment of the death penalty. Ruth's death would go on to affect more than just the laws in the UK. In the years that followed, George Ellis, Ruth's husband, descended into alcoholism and eventually hanged himself in 1958. Her mother was found unconscious in a gas-filled room in 1969 and never fully recovered. And her son Andy, who was 10 at the time of his mother's hanging, took his own life in 1982, shortly after desecrating his mother's grave. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on October 10th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This daily true crime podcast can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by searching Morning Cup of Murder. I'd love it if you stopped by and said hi. Stay safe.